Good morning, Grace. We continue to reflect on living in gospel community. And today we're going to focus on growing through conflict. This is such an important aspect to our life together in Christ. He said something that hurt your feelings. She didn't keep her promise to you. They spread gossip about you. No doubt, in one way or another, you've experienced pain and anger in relationship. In fact, fear of pain and anger may be what's keeping you from forming new bonded relationships with others in a healthy way. When does conflict happen? Conflict happens when a boundary is crossed. Conflict happens when inappropriate bonding has occurred. Conflict happens when sin is confronted. There's no way to eliminate conflict from relationship, but there is a way to grow through it. Let's dig in. How do you respond to conflict? You might deal with conflict by running away from it or denying it hoping it will somehow magically get resolved on its own. You might avoid conflict by talking about the problem with someone who isn't involved, because it's easier than trying to resolve the conflict with the person who is involved. If you tend to lean more toward grace than toward truth in your relationships, avoiding conflict may come naturally to you. Or, You might be the type of person who leans more toward truth in your relationships. You might find ways to stir up conflict. You might find ways to press into contention. And you might struggle with feeling angry when conflict occurs. This way of handling conflict doesn't seek the good of the other person involved. Like avoidance, It's a way of missing the growth opportunity that conflict provides. How do you tend to respond to conflict in your relationships? Do you lean more toward grace and avoid conflict? Or do you lean more toward truth and attack in conflict? Knowing this about yourself is the first step to relying on the Holy Spirit to help you grow through conflict so that you can become more like Jesus. In Matthew 18, Jesus explains a better way. If another person sins against you, go privately and point out that fault. If the other person listens and confesses it, you've won that person back. But if you're unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If that person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. If the church decides you're right, but the other person won't accept it, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. As you hear Jesus' teaching on conflict resolution, what steps are involved in the model that he lays out? Following Jesus' model for resolving conflict starts with being direct going to the person who you have a conflict with while maintaining a humble attitude and a heartfelt desire for the good of that person. 
and involves communicating truth in a way that helps the other person to be receptive to it. It involves avoiding blaming and instead sharing your hurt by explaining how you feel, using I statements instead of you statements. It affirms that you value your relationship with that person and own your own part in the conflict. It remains open to hearing the other person express his or her own hurt or anger. And remember, in Jesus' model of resolving conflict, the goal is forgiveness and reconciliation. Well, even if you follow Jesus' model, the conflict may not be able to be resolved. The other person may refuse to listen or be unwilling to talk things through or own his or her own responsibility in the conflict. But when that happens, you still have the opportunity to grow through the conflict. And you grow through the conflict by forgiving the person from your heart. Forgiveness sets you free to move forward. As you reflect on Jesus' model of resolving conflict, who do you need to forgive? From whom do you need to seek forgiveness? Today, I want to invite you to join me in dealing with the unforgiveness that may be in our hearts. I want to invite you to join me in taking four steps in prayer with the Lord. Step one is counting the debt, recognizing the difficult feelings and emotions that are a result of the conflict that you're in, and writing down those things. They may be anger or fear or shame. And as you write those things down, ask Jesus, Jesus, what was owed me in this relationship that I didn't receive? Secondly, ask Jesus for his perspective on the person and on the offense. Jesus, how do you see this person and what they did to me? And as you listen to the Lord, write down what you hear him saying. Third, cancel the debt. In the name of Jesus, I choose to forgive this person and cancel their debt to me. Imagine yourself taking all of those debts and laying them at the foot of the cross of Christ where Jesus bled and died for those things that you might be raised with him without them. Fourth, bless and forgive. Lord Jesus, I bless that person in your name. Will you show them how much you love them? And would you help me to continue to forgive and bless them. God calls us to forgive one another, just as in Christ he has forgiven us. And practicing forgiveness in this very real and practical way is critical to growing in Christ-likeness through conflict. And it is vital to our life together in Christ as a gospel community.
Until tomorrow, Grace, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace.